0: what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington and in this episode we're going to talk about motivation a little bit and it's going to be a little bit of a rant but hopefully you'll find it helpful. Let me tell you why I wanted to do this episode. So about a week ago I published a YouTube video on like the journey of actually making like $16,000 per month online and working for yourself. And it was about a good friend of mine, Ron Stefanski. And if you haven't uh, checked out the YouTube video, um, that's okay. Basically, I just point out that Ron has been doing income reports since he first started online in around uh, 2014 or so. And these are detailed income reports, by the way. Um, He goes through uh, all the expenses and all the profit and loss and all the details. Um, every now and then he'll throw in some you know, personal stuff, what's going on in his life. And it's really, really amazing. So monthly income reports since the very beginning, since month one um, in 2014, all the way until now, right? So he still does these income reports. And the reason why it was so, interesting is because uh you know we, we see the headlines I write the headlines and it is uh it's interesting right I try to write a headline that's interesting so it's like how to make sixteen thousand dollars per month working from home passive income blah 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 all that kind of stuff right so I'm guilty of doing that but the point is we miss the years and all the effort that it took to get to that point even let's say on a podcast episode, which Ron is going to join me soon, um, actually next week to record an interview. And um, anyway, the point is, even if you hear the journey, it's really easy to compress the years and to ignore how long it took to get where people are, right? So to make $16,000 per month consistently, and on a growth trajectory is difficult and it's really hard to do overnight. In fact, um, if you do see stories where, you know, people start a site and it grows super fast, um, usually it's not their first time doing it, all right? So that that's a big difference. Like once you have some experience, you can, you know, do things faster because hopefully you're not gonna make the same mistakes that you did before. So anyway, the point is I showed that, um, Ron lost in his first year, it wasn't a full year, but he lost about 1500 bucks in 2014. That was his, um, <laughs> that was, that was his, uh, you know, profit for the year, $1,500. It was like 1487 or something like that. All right. And then you fast forward to his most recent income report. So from January through March of 2019, He's made a profit of just under $50,000, which is a lot of money, of course. All right. So that's after expenses. Um, Of course, he still has to pay taxes on that and other details like that. But that's a pretty decent chunk of revenue. And, you know, these online businesses are pretty lean. The margins are very high. Even if you're outsourcing a lot, the margins are typically really high. All right. So. The thing is, I published this video and asked for questions, right? In fact, if you have questions for Ron, um, let me know. You can leave a voicemail, all right? Numbers in the description or shoot an email over to uh, feedback at doug.show. In the YouTube video, I asked people for questions. What what did they want to know from Ron? So we had a lot of uh, questions on like link building and how many posts and how much you pay for content and you know this, the stuff like that the usual ones but there there were also a lot of questions on like Ron why did you keep working <laughs> when you lost money what like what kept you going why are you doing this and I think you know I haven't asked Ron this but I suspect it's something similar to me and I I believe it's some form of obsession. All right, I really enjoyed learning the process of internet marketing. Right, the the business model of internet marketing. I didn't know anything about it. I like any of the technical side. Um, I didn't know any of the marketing side. I didn't understand how at the SEO side worked either. I came in with absolutely zero knowledge. Now, in the interview, I'll ask Ron, like how much knowledge did he have ahead of time? But I have uh, I have uh, the impression that he was getting, you know, the same sort of uh, enjoyment from learning. And personally, that's just kind of what I do. I get interested in something and then I go really deep into it. So beer brewing is another aspect, right? So I got into beer brewing that I got into beer judging, and then I got into just even more uh, like tasting. And luckily it happened to be in the period where, you know, craft brew uh, was really growing in a huge way. And that is just how I do things. I just get really obsessed. And, And currently, like right now, I'm exercising a little bit more um, just because uh, the weather's warmer. I have access to um, a gym that's in the apartment complex that's pretty legit. And uh, the weather's really good in Colorado. It's usually not raining. Most days it's not raining. And there's a great reason to be outside because it's it's nice. So I'm just exercising more and I'm getting interested in running like marathons and maybe ultra marathons which is a obsessive obsessive thing to do i mean you have to plan ahead for months and it sort of dictates like what you're doing what you're eating um, to go on some of these long runs which i haven't started any of this by the way (laughs) i'm like i'm still nursing an injury from a couple years ago that I haven't quite figured out. I think it's in my running form. You know, I got to clean that up. But the, the point that I'm trying to make is I get obsessed and I'm pretty sure Ron got obsessed and that is why he stayed, you know, quote, motivated. I don't know if motivation is something that you can rely on so much. You may have to have a little bit of a sickness in your brain where you're obsessed with, a topic or a thing, and you can't not be interested in it. You can't not work on it. And after I got into, you know, I can only talk about myself here, but after I got into internet marketing and got a little bit of success, by the way, my first several sites failed, right? Like they didn't get any traffic. I picked like terrible domain names. I was trying to like emulate what other people were doing. And I, the other dumb thing I did is I, uh, I was like, oh, you know what? I found this great keyword. So I thought it wasn't a great one. And then I would like buy a domain name. And I think like in the first couple months, I had like 15 domain names for ideas on projects that I was going to work on in the future. Now that's obsession too, but not in a positive way. It would have been much better for me just to like work on the one, like fail there, move on to the next thing. But um, eventually, you know, I wasted whatever, hundred bucks on domain names and um, moved on and realized that I shouldn't do that, which is why I often tell people, you know what, just focus on that one site for a while. Don't uh, branch out and do too many things at once. It's just not going to work out. Trust me. Even, even if you're like a, a productivity master, um, things end up piling up in almost always, you can't get as much done as you think, and everything takes longer than you thought it would. So, back to motivation. I think it may be obsession, and I will be uh, asking Ron about that because, like I said, there were many questions on that, and a lot of it was citing, um, you know, losing $1,500. All right. So, losing $1,500 in the first year. Now, the thing that I believe people are kind of missing is when you start. A business, when you started Endeavor, even if you start a hobby, right? Where you don't even intend on like bringing in money, there's some setup cost, right? There's, you know, you got to get started and it's going to cost some money. So in, in my opinion, if I, if I recall correctly, I don't have the income report in front of me right now, but over the course of several months, right? So maybe it was like four months or so, Ron quote, lost $1,500, all right? But if you're looking at it as an an expense to get started with a business over the course of four months, $1,500 is not that much, all right? $1,500 is uh, a bargain to start a business, all right? If you're looking at like a brick and mortar shop or anything more physical, you know, if you're selling a physical product or something like that, the startup costs are going to be a lot more. If you are just looking at like renting a space, like uh, there's a shop, uh, there's an empty suite in like this shopping complex near my my, uh, house here or near the apartment. And I think the rent is... It's about $2,700 a month. I'm not sure how big it is, but I mean, like just off the bat, just to rent a space could be, you know, throw in some insurance in there and a couple other fees. Uh, I'm sure the city and a couple other things. I mean, that's $3,000 a month without doing anything, right? That's just to set up, just to get a space to sell some stuff. All right. Now, sure. There's other routes. I mean, you, you maybe can get cheaper space or bootstrap it a little bit more, but let's say you have a retail shop. It's going to cost some money to get started. When you're talking online business, your storefront, right? Your, your, uh, real estate is pretty cheap. I mean, you can buy a hosting package. I use SiteGround, for example, I'm an affiliate by the way, but I use SiteGround and, um, I mean, I think you can get a starter package for, you know, less than 10 bucks a month. That's pretty darn cheap when you look at the potential of, you know, that investment, right? 10 bucks a month, um, pretty cheap. So the point is, um, you know, Ron didn't show any profit the first year, but he was also setting up his business. Now, of course, (laughs) in hindsight, when we're looking, when we're looking back um, Ron's done so well, right. Ron's kicking ass. Um, when we look back, it's like, oh yeah, it's a no brainer. Spending the 1500 bucks was, uh, you know, not a big deal. That's just setup costs, right? It's easy for me to sit here and say that. However, I can tell you in, this is the very cool part. I, I didn't give a huge plug in this episode yet. Um, but Ron published, <laughs> Ron published a monthly income report for, Years and he still does it, and you can go back and read those early, um, those early reports, and he's excited about making thirty-seven cents from Google AdSense. All right, that's bananas, right? When when you're looking back, um, but it was a big deal for him at the time, and that is the other powerful thing to go back and read those reports. Like you can see what Ron was thinking. You could see um, like the struggle that he was going through and how he made decisions, right? Um, he goes through those details like, uh, hey, we made a lot more money this particular month. Why is that? Or we lost money this month. Why is that? Like, where where did we spend it? What went wrong here? Or are we investing for the future, right? So all those details are in there. And I think- you know, going back to the the point of motivation, I think Ron was just obsessed and that works for me. I think the one of the problems with uh, motivation, and let, let me step back just a second. I recently listened to a book. I listened to the audio book by David Goggins called um, Can't Hurt Me and awesome book if you haven't checked it out yet. Um, I think I first saw David Goggins on the Joe Rogan, um, podcaster on the YouTube channel. And I was like, you know what, for whatever reason, I wasn't super interested in it, but I went back to it. I think maybe he was making the rounds and I saw him all over the place or something. And I was like, you know what, too much. I'm I'm going to come back to it. But the point is this guy is, uh, a crazy ultra runner, which is, I think that's why I started looking in uh, ultra marathons again. But the point is David Goggins, Goggins is um, is a Navy SEAL and he had a really tough life growing up. And then he got into uh, ultra marathons and just endurance, like crazy endurance, uh, triathlon stuff like that, like the extremely long ones. And if people aren't familiar with ultra marathons, it's basically anything over a normal marathon that's 26.2 miles. And the shortest ones are 50K, which is 31 miles. They have 50 milers. They have a hundred milers. I think there's a couple, I think there's like a one, there's something over 200 miles, I think. I think it's like a 240, which is, I mean, that takes a long time to drive. Can you imagine running it, staying up for like however many hours that takes? And then um, every now and then they have, I think they're like just 24 hour races or 10 hour races. And you, you go around the circuit and you go, you know, as many circuits as you can there. So, okay. What I was going to say about Goggins is he mentions a few times that he doesn't rely on motivation because the motivation sometimes will go away. Now he gives a couple nice examples where it's like, all right, I'm planning on going out to run, but you know what? It's snowing and it's a little icy outside. It's like you have an excuse. And even if you're, I mean, the motivation is just gonna go away or you're a little tired, you didn't sleep well, that sort of thing. And you're not gonna follow through. The motivation isn't quite enough because it's going to waver due to all the other factors in life, right? There's always going to be something that, that comes up. And I think that obsession is the thing that can pull you through. Um, you could also, you know, I, I mentioned a couple of times um, in some of my blog posts and stuff, if you understand why you're doing something, that can help motivate you, can ignite the obsession perhaps. But, you know, for me, you know, working for myself has been really powerful and now, you know. I I can't quite imagine um, working for someone else, especially in a nine to five type situation. That seems not very cool to me right now. <laughs> um, I'm not, you know what? And I don't know what the future may bring. So I'm not against working for someone again. Um, I'm not against a corporate job. You know, who knows? Who knows what the future brings? But right now, Um, you know, I see a path to, you know, be more independent and I like it. I like, you know, being my own boss and being able to, you know, make my own decisions along the way. Thus, I'm sort of motivated to keep this, uh, keep this ship afloat here because I'm able to make so many decisions on my own and, you know, success or failure. Like I own it. I own whatever the results are, if it's good or bad. And there's been a lot of bad ones, but, you know, luckily the few good ones have been very good. And you, I mean, that's kind of the way I look at it. So this was a huge, you know, a huge meandering conversation, but I think the main point I wanted to make here is it's hard to stay motivated when it looks like you're not making much progress and if you have a level of obsession that drives you, you should be able to push through that early part. Now, I just thought of it as a small analogy as we were talking, but there are uh, a lot of times you'll see this, I think in the arts and let's say you're a musician, right? So actually I met one of my neighbors recently and he was like a touring, like professional musician for years and he was like, it, it wasn't glamorous. And I was, I was trying to make it and he was touring with, you know, a legit, uh, band, but you know, wasn't, I guess it wasn't huge. And he eventually, you know, reached a point in his early thirties. And he was like, you know what, it's been fun. Um, but it's a tough life and I got to make some money and like, Buy a house and like do, do things, you know do do the other things. So for those years, right, he pushed through. He wasn't making much money. He was like, you know, we're we're traveling, driving on buses, we're uh, unloading, we're loading back up at two in the morning. We're eating terrible, not getting enough rest. Um, it's a tough lifestyle just in general, and he probably loved it for years and he was obsessed you know he he didn't you know for whatever reason i don't know he didn't connect the dots um to reach the the level of you know musician or success as a musician as he wanted maybe he did right we didn't go that deep <laughs> we didn't go that deep into it but um the point is a lot of times you'll see this in the arts where someone is so in love with playing guitar that they they would do it for free indefinitely forever. Um, if they happen to be in a band and it happens to go well, that's great. But they were going to be playing music anyway. That is what they do, right? Um, you, you, Also, I see this in uh, stand-up comedians, right? Jerry Seinfeld is, I don't know if it's a great example, but like he's a comedian. He does <laughs> comedy and- uh, He doesn't need more money, right? Like he's extremely successful, has all the money he needs, all the stuff he needs. But as far as I know, um, he still goes out and performs and he's an artist. Like he's obsessed with comedy and making people laugh. And, uh, that's just what he's going to do. So I think I'll leave it at that. Apparently I had just the right amount of caffeine, uh, this morning to get rolling, Um, keep an eye out for the interview with Ron should be coming out here in a few weeks. Um, I do have a couple other, you know, topics coming out, a couple episodes coming out before the interview with Ron, but it should be pretty awesome. If you do have questions for Ron, feel free to put them, uh, in a voicemail. That would be cool. Or if you wanted to, you could shoot an email over. I will put a link to Ron's site, One Hour Professor, in the description so you could check it out. Phone number, email address will also be in the description and show notes so you can get to it easily. You have a great day and we'll catch you next time. All you have to do is go to nichesiteproject.com, click the green button, enter your name and email address, and I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff about affiliate marketing, productivity, including all my templates. If you happen to not be subscribed to this podcast, please do subscribe and don't forget, I welcome your questions. So you could send uh, your emails to feedback at doug.show. I got that really cool domain, doug.show, that's it. So feedback at doug.show.com. Or I'm going to leave my voicemail number in the show notes. So all you have to do is give me a buzz, leave a voicemail, and then I'll potentially put you on the air. So looking forward to it and we'll catch you next time.